Hi, I'm Peter Anthony. And I'm Steve Angel. You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life. G'day and welcome to this 35th episode of Men With Spirit at Radio Karam. And this is the show where we encourage men to get out of their heads and more into their hearts, to be more authentically connected with themselves and with others. And regular listeners would know that integral to this intent is to live your life according to your values, whatever they may be. And uh, Steve, this is our final show for 2022, and we're discussing, very appropriately I think, the, um, the importance of celebrations. That's right. 35 episodes, well, Peter. I think that's a reason for celebrating. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> Who would have thought we would have got, got this far? Remember the very first one we did? <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh, a celebration show. So we're it looking is. at uh, a, a number of different aspects to do with uh, celebrating. But before we get on to that, mm. how are you feeling, Steve? Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling quite excited. It's, um, it's quite an achievement, 35 episodes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm feeling proud of what we've achieved, and I'm a little relieved that we get a bit of a break because it has been a bit mm. arduous at times. You know, we run this, we also do our men's groups, and we're trying to live our lives in between as well. So it's been. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to a little bit of a rest as well. Yes, I can mm. understand that. <laughs> what about yourself? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm. I'm feeling reflective, um, purposeful, and I'm in like you. I'm in a celebratory mood. Mm. Um, We've got a champagne here, and if only, this, this if only. Platter. <laughs> I think it probably goes against the rules for the uh, the station to have alcohol in the, in the studio. <laughs> anyway. um, but I had a few days in the country last weekend, doing the same thing this weekend, looking after a friend's dog, and I find having that um, canine therapy very, uh, very good for me. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was celebrating a friend's birthday last uh, weekend. Actually, people who are regular listeners would know Leonie. Adams, it was uh, her birthday on the weekend, so she's her show was on episode 22. So, uh, yeah. And, um, of course, last Saturday was International Men's Day. It that was. was a big reason for celebrating. Wasn't it? You celebrate, I'm sure you had uh, a huge rave to celebrate that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say yes. 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 No. Um, but it was, remember what the theme was? The theme was checking in with your mates. and um, Which is yeah, an important it is. message. Yeah, that's mm. good. And this weekend, I've, uh, uh, I'm going to a community lunch down in Gippsland, which will be good fun, and uh, celebrating or commiserating electoral outcomes. And um, I probably, um, this weekend, I'm going to be hopefully celebrate, oh, um, celebrating Christmas. I decorate the bus, and there's people that know I, I, I have a part-time job uh, doing a school bus run, and in for a number of years now, I've always decorated the bus quite outlandishly <laughs> to celebrate Christmas and get all the kids, uh, you know, in, in a sort of festive mood and everything. Now, I'm assuming I'm going to be able to do this uh, this year, and there's no killjoys in government or anything who are going to impose some restrictions or mandates to prevent me from sharing my um, celebratory uh, mood. So, yeah, we'll see what happens this week. But um, no, so yeah, I'm I'm. Genuinely feeling in a celebratory mood, I must admit. Excellent, excellent. 
Good. I actually was on. I went camping on the weekend too. Yes, I, I saw some evidence of that. <laughs> and I have to. I should actually be celebrating that because it's the first time I've been camping. And I think that was a real achievement for, mm-hmm. for both of you. Mm-hmm. It was. We did. Would you do it again? Absolutely. And uh, we've also lo- we've locked in for next January. Oh, good mm. on you. Yeah, no, it was excellent. We went to Lacola to some free camping there in, in the National Park, an absolutely beautiful part of the state. It's I'd never fantastic. never been there before. And the um, people may be aware of Menergy, which is a gathering of men that takes uh, each year and uh, normally, and that's normally held in Lacola. Mm. And that's a, it's a fantastic spot. Yeah, really yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, um, celebrating. <laughs> yeah, Christmas was the, um, the catalyst for this and uh, just leading up to that and thinking about various um, family get-togethers and gatherings and and well your gathering at the weekend was a christmas a bush christmas celebration if i understand correctly yes um so we're then thinking about christmas and and then we're talking about political correctness and all this uh, stuff with you know uh, happy um, holiday season or something like this rather than you know saying what it is for 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 us um and um you know being cognizant of other people may have different views mm-hmm. on things, but I think it's quite reasonable to celebrate Christmas. And there's a quote from Crazy Horse, the Wisdom of Crazy Horse blog that we often refer to. And he had this to say on Christmas. The festival of Christmas transcends religion. It is like the snow on the ground, pure and rebirthing for both the earth and mankind. Any attack on Christmas because of its re- religious history is not an attack on a religion. It is an attack on purity, peace and rebirthing. The Christmas festival is significant for the energetic flow of the earth. So I think, I think that sums it up very nicely that it's something that transcends all, sorts of, uh, all religions. And it's, it's about purity and growth well it is i i think that regardless of your religious leanings just the way that we get together and come together during that time and we we're giving gifts and we're thinking of other people and we're spending time over a table sharing food um and we we really for the most part i'm not saying this is true for everyone because christmas can also be Mm. a very difficult time for people as Mm -hmm. well depending Mm -hmm. on how um, isolated they are but it's it's really a time to push things aside and just say, you know, I'm I'm here and I want to share this time with you. So I I can see the the essence of that quote and and really what it's supposed to mean. And for me, that that's true. For me, if I was to uh, embody the quote, that's how it feels for me for Christmas. I absolutely love this period of time yeah, of year. Yeah. I really and do. I think you um, you have a uh, you've shared previously with us mm. on the show that you have a family tradition uh, of. Um, uh, would you like to just? Yeah. Recap on, on that? Yeah, when you talk about traditions, um, this tradition has been now going for 53 years, I think. Excellent. Since my father came to this country in 1969. And he builds a nativity scene. It's made out of brown paper, uh, splattered with paint to make it look like rocks. And inside this kind of, it's almost three metres high, about two and a half metres wide, and there's a little table in there that's also covered with the paper, and we put a little nativity scene. And he's been doing this every year. And so, for the last 10 years, I've been helping him out as he's obviously getting a little bit older. Um, and this is something we do probably in the beginning of December. And it's something that everybody looks forward to, the extended family. And we have friends who come over and they'll take photos around it. And it's a, it's, 
to me, it's just this. It, it starts that energy of Christmas and the spirit of Christmas for yeah, me. And I absolutely love the it. The family tradition that you, uh, you know, you've, your father created, but you're carrying it on, and yes. that's uh, that's really great. Yeah, um, it's part of your legacy, if you like. And um, I think after the, uh, what should we say, the government imposed lockdowns and mandates and restrictions, I think we, uh, and the fact that many of us haven't been able to celebrate as much as we would have liked over the last couple of years, there's lots of good reasons to get out and celebrate now and look for some joy in our lives. Um, Do you have any traditions? For Christmas, um, no, I'd have to say there's nothing that comes to mind. That, Actually, uh, there is one. Hmm? A Christmas morning meditation. Yes, that actually, yes. Um, Which uh, I've just recently uh, joined. Yeah, no, that's something that um, uh, Fleur Healy has been doing for a number of years at her place. And mm. we'd, uh, I've been there since she started doing that. It must be, I don't know, eight, ten years ago now she started. And we'd all get together outside at some ungodly hour, sort of, you know, yeah, 7, seven o'clock, o'clock or something, something like that. <laughs> I think the first one might have been in 6 o'clock, but just to get out together as a, as a group and meditate. And uh, that's a really special tradition, actually. Mm. Yeah. yeah I absolutely absolutely love, spot on. Uh, yeah, I absolutely mm. love starting the day, uh, the morning like that. It's, it's oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Chloe, if you're listening, make sure you, you're doing it this year. Yep, no, I'll certainly be doing that. Um people have different ideas about Christmas and this I was mentioning about this political, political correctness um, and the language we use around um, uh, significant events particularly where people have different viewpoints what, what's your what's your viewpoint on um, uh, having regard for other people's sensitivity in terms of your celebrations and um, thinking say something like um, a national event like mm-hmm. uh, or national holiday like Australia Day, mm-hmm. which some people embrace and get very patriotic and all the rest of it, and there are other people, um, I'd say with justification, that feel quite um, disenfranchised and upset about that national celebration. And mm. it gets back to the concept of um, what's the intent behind it. And if the intent is to bring people together and to be a unifying thing, you'd have to say that that event as it stands at the moment, as a celebration, a national celebration, isn't working. No, so then working. the issue becomes, what well, if the intent is to bring people together and look at what unites us rather than what divides us, then we really have to look at, um, is there another day or another, um, you know, do we change the nature of the day? Is it a celebration of the Indigenous people of the country or something like that? So uh, you got any thoughts on that where there's different views about a celebration even at a family level can get down the Mm -hmm. family members have very different views about uh, the worth of a particular celebration oh okay that's pretty big Uh, let's go to the Australia Day the Australia Day I I do feel and have sensitivities towards Australia Day however I feel for the most part we're not really trying to make changes I think it's easier just to do the same old, same old. I think if anything's going to change, it needs to be more of a collaboration of all the parties that are involved. In that, I'm talking First Nations, and I'm talking, um, the, you know, um, those who aren't of First Nations people, and getting all of those 
needs and and expectations and um, beliefs all together and and working on a way because if you're talking about a day to unite then we should be united in how we get to this day and what it means for everybody and i feel like if a voice isn't heard then we're we are disenfranchising that disenfranchising that person or that group of people so disrespecting disrespecting them yeah we so i think it's important that whatever we do and and it's I honestly I have not really thought too much more about that so I don't think my answer is going to be very comprehensive there I think about family family sort of gatherings and where it can be like you said it can be a bit of a problem for some people um, again we've got to we've got to honor the right for everyone to make a decision for themselves mm-hmm. in the end mm-hmm. that people will choose how they want to celebrate I think it all comes down to sort of the intent behind the decisions that are being made. Is a decision to in, um, celebrate your belief or is the intent to hurt or exclude somebody else? Yeah, yeah. And if you look at Australia Day as an example, my understanding, it's meant to be a, a day of... Um, uh, recognising and celebrating um, national identity, uh, the unity of the nation, the bring, uh, coming together of people from different backgrounds, different creeds and mm. beliefs and all the rest of it under um, one, um, uh, one nation, if you like. But the reality is that's not working at the moment. And I, I, don't, I know I hear what you say about bringing people together to come up with a better way of doing it, but I, I, I find the, the society's become more and more fractured and, and people aren't listening to each other. And it's going to be very interesting to see how this whole um, referendum on The Voice, how that all plays out and how much um, attention is played to uh, or given to the legitimate um, concerns and views of our Indigenous people um, and what actually happens. If we can't agree on something as... I'd say as simple as when do we recognise our unity as a nation as on a day, I don't know how we're going to cope with the um, the voice concept, but we'll see what happens. But I do agree with you in that point that you made where it feels like division seems to be the front of mind. It's like how do I separate myself from from society? How do mm. I it's like this niches and fringes everywhere in whatever area of life you're looking at at the moment there's not a desire for unity there's a desire to separate yourself yeah. from something else from from an from an ideal or a belief or a community group or whatever it is i want to see myself separate i'm different to you yeah and i think that fundamentally is a problem that we're encouraging across the board yeah and i think yeah i, I agree um and what we should be trying to do is look for the things that unite us rather than the things that divide us and how do we um, recognise differences and say, look, the, those people have got the right to believe what they believe and that's that's fine. Um, so what can we celebrate collectively? Or do we just go to our separate tribes and just celebrate uh, our own beliefs? And that, I think, will lead over time to a more fragmented society in um, so this this quest to find what are the things that unite us rather than the things that divide us, I think, and and politics these days seems to be about division, and and mm-hmm. uh, that's not a good. So we're not our our so called political leaders aren't of whatever colour. They're not about bringing people together in in love and compassion for each other. It seems to be driving a wedge between people. 
uh, even to the extent of, you know, uh, the various candidates saying, well, we'll prom- promise you this and mm-hmm. we'll promise you that. So it's all about what I can do for you and don't worry about anyone else. And um, there just seems to be so much division. And I don't want to focus on that negativity because this is about celebration. But then the issue becomes, what do we celebrate? And are we trying to celebrate something that there isn't a, a general consensus about, like a national holiday for Australia Day? There's a lot of um, discontent about that. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, okay, the, the solution is, well, can we find a day that suits people, uh, that, an alternative day that suits people? It's, yeah, it's a, an interesting one. I, we need to celebrate, but needs to be something... Like, you can get people celebrating um, and, in effect, rubbing someone else's or a group, another group's face in it sort of mm-hmm. thing. So, you're actually causing great distress to another group so this whole issue of i don't know is it political correctness or wokeness i don't know is where do you get the balance right that you have the right to celebrate but if you you're celebrating causes other people to be distressed Mm -hmm. do you change the nature of your celebration or do you not celebrate so ah yes Yes, good good questions, Peter. <laughs> They're very good questions. I'm not sure whether I'm equipped to answer all of these today for you um, <laughs> or at all. Let's just leave that out there and uh, ponder. But uh, I do I do believe that we we should celebrate. Hmm. And I, I don't think we do enough celebrating. Yeah, and I, it's a matter of looking for excuses to find joy in your life and to celebrate that. And I think particularly after this period of um, the restrictions and lockdowns, we we need to come together as communities to celebrate. And that's why I was quite – I was really uh, pleased when um, some friends down in Gippsland said, come and join us for our community celebration mm-hmm. this weekend. I thought, great. And mm. um, But that sense of community uh, is really uh, – Really mm-hmm. important, but there are other forms of celebrations. Like um, uh, you can have um, you know, graduations from school or university and that sort of thing. And then I can look back on when I graduated from university. That was a great celebration. I, I was the first um, uh, first uh, person in our whole family that had ever mm-hmm. gone to university and graduated. So it was quite a big deal. Mm-hmm. And to get there. Uh, you know, I had to get financial help from an aunt and all this sort of thing to make it all happen. So it was quite for my family. It was quite significant, and I did ended up doing it part time and all this sort of thing. So it took me seven years to get this bloody degree, but uh, it was a big, a big thing. And yeah. it's so it's those sort of things you look back and think, well, what think you know? And obviously, the the birth of my children and that sort of thing were uh, very significant events in my life. It's interesting you say that because I was I was thinking much about celebration and why do we need to celebrate and it's interesting that you look back in your life and you can see these very big milestone moments both your children you know, graduation and I'm sure that you'll probably celebrate your birthday each year mm-hmm. but for the most part when we're looking back in our lives we're often looking back and almost trying to find those moments that we celebrated but for the most part we don't do a lot of it and what was interesting is that in doing some work and I remember hearing this from uh, actually Sean Rogers actually Mm -hmm. said this to my wife once about celebrating the need to celebrate and not just talking about milestone events but also celebrating the things that you've achieved Mm. 
right? And the reason we need to do that is that we have a propensity in our mind to only focus on negativity yep. generally yep. and we'll hold negativity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the reality is that you get like almost three times more positive um Positive, positive events in your life versus the negative events in your life. But we, we kind of have focus because our mind is sort of designed to look for danger in our life, yeah. right? Yeah. So we can see the negative and we'll hold on to it. We really want to hold on to the positive. And he once said to her, he said, important to really celebrate because you're anchoring that celebration and that achievement in your mind. And doing so, whenever you feel down and don't feel like you're capable and you're struggling in life and maybe there's obstacles, your mind if you're not celebrating enough your achievements, mm. your mind has to has to wander back so far to mm. look for an achievement that you celebrated and gone, wow, two years ago, three years ago, that was the last time I felt proud of myself. Or like, and you feel very hopeless, right? Yeah, but, but, but if you actually look at your life, as you were saying, <laughs> yes. there are many things. Um, Every, every yes. day, every week, it just depends, you know, looking for them and saying, gee, that was good, I, I did well on that. Or, but we don't anchor them in enough. We don't really mm. sit there and give it the time and say, yes, I'm proud of what I achieved. Or I'm, that, 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 that project or, or that challenge, I overcame it. And, I'm, and I'm, we don't do that. We don't do that enough. And I think that's another part of celebrating that it's worthwhile talking about because of the need to anchor them and because of our propensity to look for always focus on negativity rather than positivity in our life yeah and and um getting other perhaps other people recognizing it and mm. you know the, you know the old thing about sending a um, a birthday card mm-hmm. or christmas cards those sort of things actually sending a written communication which is very um old it seems to be old-fashioned very few people seem to yeah. be doing it these days but to actually get a um, a lovely card from someone mm-hmm. with a, a handwritten message, it really lifts you and it, it helps to recognise the significance of that particular celebration. Mm. Another thing that um, uh, seems to be developing in some circles is sort of rites of passage. You know, um, yeah. um, I'm aware of some um, uh, men's groups, for example, that the fathers and sons go away and, and have a, um, uh, you know, a rite of passage sort of thing. Um, uh, into manhood and I think similar things uh, with um, young girls with their mothers so those sort of major transitions in life and you know the the Jewish um, people do that very well with bar mitzvahs and and Mm -hmm. sort of thing so just uh, and we I think particularly with um, what shall we say the um, the uh, reduction in or the there's less um uh, popularity in religion, and that came through from all the statistics and that sort of thing. So, what replaces those religious um, uh, ceremonies and rituals that are there? And, and is there a place for um, communities to recognise transitions or families mm-hmm. to recognise transitions and to celebrate them as another form of celebration? Well, it's interesting because I've been noticing, I'm sure you have too, just the, the growth of circles that, um, mm. you know, there are women's circles, men's circles. There's an obvious need to try and fill that gap mm. of of ritual mm. and um, ceremony, which we're not obviously experiencing, which is, is what I think the role of what religion did for a very long time. Yep, I, I think you're absolutely spot on. So in terms of um, recognising things you can celebrate, there's the individual being having your own radar um, 
turning and just recognising things you should celebrate or acknowledge. There's mm-hmm. your family and what goes on in your family in terms of birthdays, anniversaries and rituals, um, your community, um, national celebrations and, and global celebrations. But um, I think the, the key message is look for things in your life to celebrate and um, to, that give you and your family, your friends, your community something to be joyous about and to feel uplifted and thankful and and not focus on the negative. So look for things um, that you can take joy. You know, yeah. We need more joy in our life. You're absolutely right. And another thing that celebrating with others does is create that unity that we are always looking for because yeah. you bring people together and it kind of bonds everyone in that moment. And mm. that's a really important thing as well. Um, so, yeah. So, you've got those big celebrations and as well, your own personal celebrations are kind of a, a little bit what we're trying to do today as well within our own within our show. And we'll talk a little bit more about it in the second half. But, yeah, celebrating personal achievements and, and successes, they're, imp- they're important for us to remain positive. Yeah, but... And to do that celebrating in a way that um, demonstrates a degree of sensitivity to the feelings of other people um, so you're not rubbing their face in it, so to speak. So it's um, we can celebrate this, but that doesn't mean that you have to celebrate it or mm-hmm. that we're excluding you. But if there's an opportunity to bring in a broader group of people um, to help celebrate a particular festival, um, I know... Uh, been in overseas when there's been some Hindu festivals and that sort of thing and and friends over there have invited me to get involved in that and that's been a real honour to actually join with Mm -hmm. those people and celebrating something that means that's significant to them Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but it's looking for those opportunities to come together and unify rather than divide absolutely yeah good Um, what about family celebrations where there's um, someone's excluded for whatever reason and um, mm. it's done with a, a degree of malice or um, uh, it's the opposite of what you would hope a celebration would be. It, it, as you say before, Christmas can be a time when um, for many people it's difficult, um, there are problems. What are your thoughts about where... You are excluded for one reason or another. How how should you deal with that? It is a difficult one because mm. um, because it's really mean. Mm. It's really mean, and unfortunately, sometimes people can use these sort of milestone events for celebration events uh, and times of the year to exert a level of meanness and power over somebody else because they know the level of hurt that it will create. It's a, it's a tough one. I think that if somebody doesn't want you there and if somebody's excluding you from from the celebration, it says a lot about that person and mm. it also then says a lot about whether you want to stay with that person or whether you want to remain in their company or be part of their lives because, like I said, there's a great, there's a great hurt and, and an intent behind the meanness behind excluding somebody. Mm. That's, that's my own personal opinion. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's true. But it does happen, you know, and, and, and you know, it's come up in our men's group as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's happening in um, my personal life at the moment. Um, it's challenging. It can be challenging. And uh, it 
you can see the pain that it causes the other people mm-hmm. um, because it is supposed to be a day of, of unification, but it's it's not. Um, but I think that sometimes these are just opportunities for people to have a look and go, okay, then maybe no longer we're a like for like. Yeah. You and, and I are and supposed to, yeah, to be yeah, friends. Yeah, or, so to, re- to reassess things, yeah. And, and it's difficult when it's a family member because mm. of that inherent belief that because we're family that we should be able to do this. We should mm. be able to um, put, push things aside. But sometimes some of the greatest hurts are coming from family because of this belief that it shouldn't be there. It, it becomes even more a surprise and more of a shock when it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Look, before we um, share our first piece of music, um, can I just share another quote from the Wisdom of Crazy Horse blog? You mentioned that the mean word. Uh, yes. In this, uh, in this sort of vein. And what he says is, uh, this is on a mean leader. If a person is mean, it might show out in the way they share money. Where they will show their meanness is how they, they use their power and dispense justice. In your <clears throat> excuse me, in your world in this time, this is done. Uh, the blog was posted in November twenty-one. In your world in this time, many have been deprived of their liberty in a way that is unprecedented. Where that deprivation has included seeing loved family members on special days such as birthdays, Christmas, Mother's Day and Father's Day, as well as during illness, then the political leader imposing that is a mean person. A mean person can never be trusted to be a leader for they will never care about the interest of people. All bullies are mean people, and bullies retard the growth of society. Mm. What do you have to say about that, Peter? Well, I think uh, I can I can identify some bullies and mean people in society, um, and it's, I suppose, what people do about that Mm. but um, I think it's very perceptive that uh, particular comment it is yeah with that I would like to move to a piece of music Mm -hmm. which is called uh, it's a song by the House Martins and it's Caravan of Love and the reason I particularly like this song is it's about love um, it's about being uh, united. Uh, it's about inclusiveness, and it's a um, it's a positive message for the future. So I think it's a really uplifting song, and it's about coming together. All right. So here we go. Here we it's go. It's called Caravan of Love. Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy, and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC, and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Caram. Tune in and enjoy. 
Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Men with Spirit on Radio Karen with me, Steve Angel, and my co-host Peter Anthony. And today is episode 35, which is our last episode for the year, and we are talking about celebrating. And um, in in light of celebrating, we also want to celebrate some sponsors as well, Peter, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. have actually been integral in, in um, really. Sh- supporting the uh, radio station and also supporting us, giving us Mm -hmm. the opportunity to do what we're doing. So we want to say thank you to uh, Freddie's Kitchen. And Uh, I had some uh, coffee and a bite to eat just before I came into the studio. So uh, You frequent them often, (laughs) don't you? (laughs) It's a... Certainly strongly recommend Freddy's in Carum. (laughs) (laughs) And that was not a paid sponsorship (laughs) endorsement either. Um, Seaford North, IGA, Atticus Health, uh, Mitchell Tor, uh, Real Estate, and our newly um, enlisted sponsor, Tad Cabinets. So thank you to all of you um, for allowing Peter and I to do what we do here. So thank you very much. And all the other volunteers that run the uh, various shows on Radio Carum. So, Peter, second half, mm. we thought we would focus a little bit on um, some of the achievements and, cel- and celebrate some of the achievements of um, Men With Spirit, um, and really, because this is not a solo effort in any way whatsoever, um, we are supported greatly by a large number of people in a great community around us as well. So, this, so really, this is really just a reflection on that, and um, but, so those who do follow us know that we not only do the radio uh, show each week but we also run our men's groups um, uh, in Frankston and in Gippsland so I just thought um, Peter I just was doing a little bit of you know uh, fun facts <laughs> looking at what we've done in the last year fact, factoids factoids or yeah this is our second year running the Frankston men's group yep and uh, we've done about 40 Meetings this this year. This year, yeah. we meet every Monday from seven till well, nine. Well, most Mondays, yeah, yeah, most yeah, Mondays, no. except for public holidays. Yeah, absolutely. And the random one or two. Yeah, but forty is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it's um, it's been great fun, mm-hmm. and um, I've, yeah, I've got a lot of value out of those forty meetings. I'd have to admit. Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're really good, and and the guys, you know, we've uh, we've had about. 23, 25 guys come through um, the year. You know, some of them are there all year. Some come in for little short uh, periods of time. Um, so that's been wonderful to have so many um, come through and, and really get a lot of value out of that. They, I think sometimes they underestimate how much we get out of them being oh, there. Ab- ab- absolutely. And um, uh, uh, many of them have shared um, very uh, heartfelt um, um thanks and recognition of the importance of the group in their life and mm. how it's helped turn things around for them. So it's really heartening to hear that sort of thing. Um, I know, speaking personally, I've got a huge amount out of the group in terms of um, a, a place to go and just share and feel supported. Um, uh, I noticed you put down there that... that Two men had been supported through yes. surgeries yes. Uh, in the period of that, and I was one of them. You were, and in fact, I, I had what, what, three surgeries over <laughs> last year and this year, and uh, I found that um, really, really helpful to have that uh, recognition and everything there. So yeah, that we've, was we've, great. We've, yes, it really was, and um, 
the similarity between you and the other person that mm. had a mm. surgery that yeah. was quite yeah. remarkable of course. that you could both help each other through that and I think it's just a community that's been built around not only our Frankston group because I also a big huge shout out to uh, to Brett Whittle on uh, facilitating the Gippsland groups which were in Menion and Lee and Gatha um, as well and just the community that sort of was built around that and we would whilst the the sessions were kind of run and facilitated by you and I once there was this we gave ownership to everybody there and and through that they just so quickly engaged with one another outside of the group and were there for one another if they heard something in the in the group and they felt i can help that person they would be calling them the next day what can i do to help you what 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 do you need from me and whether it's something physical that they needed or whether it was just support or someone to speak to it was just wonderful to hear that, that, that we was, weren't privy uh, until no, the next no, week no, no it was quite spontaneous where this uh, networking outside the uh, the meetings was going on and people were supporting each other and that was great there was um, one of the the guys in particular he uh, and he freely admits he, he wasn't in a good space when he joined us and mm-hmm. now he's got a, a thriving highly successful little business and uh, he's been helped by men in the group mm-hmm. with that undertaking and yeah. he um, he often comments about just how important that group was in him um, growing um, both personally and business um, so it, when you hear those stories to me we can have all the stats under the sun about uh, what we've done uh, collectively with yes. the men in the group because it's not just us and I, I get as much value out of the, out of the group as the mm-hmm. others do um, but it's if we can get just one person to um, uh achieve things in their life that they wouldn't otherwise or they feel supported uh, that they wouldn't have otherwise had for me that makes it all worthwhile mm-hmm. and, and what we're doing is nothing like the um, uh, you and I are both in uh, spiritual development circles uh, run by Sphinx Spiritual and it's a different league of, uh, of activity these groups are meant to um, uh, help men in a, in a different way mm-hmm. and give them a space to uh, share and feel supported and you know we introduce them to meditation and um, you know help feel more and play music and, and that sort of thing and um, it seems to work mm-hmm. um, for the men in the group, uh, yeah. but uh, but it's certainly a different sort of activity to what we, you and I, are involved in under the Sphinx umbrella. Look, one of the other things that I, I, I was thrilled and I want to mention too is that this year we had, and I'm not taking ownership because <laughs> <laughs> I was not involved in one bit, but you know we had our first um, first child. Um, in Men With Spirit in one of the groups. Um, we had a, one, uh, a guy who was experiencing uh, fatherhood for the very first time and we were all on that journey with him, you know, mm-hmm. and the advice that a lot of the guys were giving, which was sometimes quite hilarious, uh, mostly useful, but really supportive. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we kind of went through the whole process with him and his partner and, and welcomed little baby Raphael to the world and uh, that was just that was thrilling and you know even just to hear from uh, hear from James the father just about 
you know, just the support that he felt throughout it all. And I think that was a really wonderful thing. You know, and, a really and, wonderful and, thing and, to be And those of us with fathers were uh, were saying, you know, it's going to change their life and da 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 What was really fascinating was his reaction after having had the baby, he and Caitlin, and um, and just how he felt and that sense of um, fatherly love. And it was just it was just beautiful to see. It really was. Mm. Yeah, that mm. was that was a wonderful little milestone uh, mm. this year. Um, what are you? Any other personal reflections on the group? Um, I think one of the themes that popped up, I suppose, were relationship separations and um, yeah. um, uh, navigating that and the issues involved in in that. And that's, um, I think, we've been of collectively we've been of help to those people dealing with that um, that issue. Um, you know, I want to I want to sort of mention too just this the, the theme of uh, unity because that's really what we're talking about here when it comes to celebrating and and what that that that, that brings. You know, when someone's going through a really difficult time in their life, and we know just from our own experience, you know, the reluctance for most most men. I'm not saying all men. Most men to share how they feel and to open up. Um, just witnessing the importance that that has had on their lives and in the group and just whether they are going through a difficult time in their relationship or whether that relationship is coming to an end um, or they're just the desire to have a relationship again after such a long period Mm. of time that feeling that sense of loneliness it's been it's been heartening to to see them open up those the hurt and the pain mm. and to allow it. and you can you can see the transformation in someone when they start to do that you, you physically can see how their body is relaxing and you can feel their energy is getting is softening and it and it's just, it's not always very immediate it will be slow for some for some guys in the group but but when they do one of the most common things they say is wow it's just so nice to be able to share and just to know that I'm not the only one going mm. through this or yep. feeling like this. Yeah. And it's that and that's again often commented upon, yeah. It is. And mm. it's again it's sort of realized just bringing them together in in unity that you're not allow, alone. Yes, they're not mm. alone. Mm. And I think mm. that's been a mm. powerful thing, you know, in doing that. That to me always yeah, it makes me feel, you know, a real sense of gratitude to be able to do what we're doing and, and giving guys the opportunity to just just open up. Just mm. just say what is on your on your mind and in your heart and just open up and to see what happens. Yeah. And the um, the music uh, side of things that plays an important role. Most weeks we ask uh, one of the guys to um, uh, in advance, select a piece of music that means something to them. That's um, uh, there's a story behind it, yes. and um, then we play it, and we eyes closed and just listen to it. And each of us um, tune in to what it what it makes us feel, or what it brings up for us, and that's a really interesting exercise. And, and the intent there is to uh, get. Uh, to encourage guys to just uh, feel more and mm-hmm. uh, and to recognise that one piece of music could have very different um, uh, bring up very different emotions for the people in the group and we've had situations where one group one guy was in tears because it brought up memories of 
of a mate that, that passed years ago and you've got someone else who it brings up a lot of joy and happiness as a song at their wedding or something like this. So a whole range of different emotions, all of which are valid because they're, they're, they're your feelings. But the whole intent behind that, which has been fascinating, and we've actually put a song list together, a playlist together in Spotify of all the songs that the guys have suggested over the years and be happy to share that. But... Um, there's a vaster range of, of music. Mm-hmm. So, I really enjoy that side of things because you never know what you're going to get the following week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. What about the, uh, the the radio show, radio Steve? Show. Do you want to talk about this? Because they are mutually supportive of what mm-hmm. we're doing. And we do make reference at the, at the group to what we cover in the radio show and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, the radio show was, was was your idea, actually, Peter. Um, you came to me and said, hey, um, I know Marcus. I've worked with him before. He's looking for uh, content for his radio show. What do you think? And and at the time, I thought, oh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> Not, certainly out of our com- comfort zone for both of them. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I, I have done a podcast before, but it was very different to doing things live. And, um, and also just the idea of what what are we going to share what are we going to talk about and I remember I remember um, our very first episode uh, yes episode it, we just to let you know it was on the 10th of February 2022, 2022 yes, yes yeah. we went live at 4 o'clock and at that time we were doing it remotely because um, uh, of just reasons beyond our control that we couldn't um be in the studio. Do the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Marcus was so gracious in, in order to uh, allow us the opportunity to do it via Google Meet. And so we're, there we were, you were in your place, I was in my place, Marcus was and, and at the Sometimes stall. we had guests <laughs> at other locations. And, uh. and, um, and it, was, uh, it, was, it was interesting. Um, I have to say I have not gone back to listen to everything <laughs> i'm not sure if i could but you know maybe it'll be something i do over the over the christmas break and uh, it was good it was really good and it was so it was quite exhilarating doing it for the first time and and you know and i remember clearly too unlike being in the studio we couldn't hear the music we couldn't hear the station no, ideas no. we had no idea <laughs> all we were relying on was marcus pointing at us in the yes. screen going get on live now Speaking. And then because sometimes we had the, um, the the bandwidth on the internet connections wasn't that great, so we'd turn the video off to, to, cut, to save bandwidth, and Marcus would be putting his finger up to say speak, and then realised he, he could he we couldn't see him. And oh, it was some interesting technical it dilemmas, was. but it was it was good fun. It, it was re- good fun. It really was. And we had what uh, we've had thirty five shows. How many guests we had over that time? Well, some guests uh, we had several times, but individual guests, we had 23 different guests. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd certainly like to uh, extend our heartfelt um, thanks to all of those different guests. And some of them, like uh, Brett um, Whittle was on twice as a co-host when mm-hmm. when you were off slacking somewhere or other. <laughs> Just joking, just joking, just <laughs> uh, But we've had you know, David Smith on a couple of times as we well. Did. And um, a whole... Rob Scobler was on yes, a couple of times yes, as yes. well, yes. Um, yeah, so a big shout-out to those guys in particular and to everybody and, and, else. And, and 
ladies, the, the women we've had on as well. This hasn't. Uh, it was interesting because we started off as men with spirit, and then we thought, well, hang on, the women have got <laughs> a hell of a lot to contribute here as well. So let's start getting them involved. And one of the the first uh, woman we had on was um, Candy Demenzi from DB Results, who've been big supporters of us in terms of the um, MIOK app that we're. Uh, We'll be launching in the new year, and uh, she came on to talk about MIOK and the, um, uh, the and men's well-being at that stage. That was episode eight, I think, for memory. But seven, seven. Um, yeah, so we've had quite a few women on over the year. We have, and and yes, a big shout out to. Um our DB results, Candy and the team there, because they have really been very supportive and in, in encouraging of what we're doing. Mm. And you know, we, we, you know, we're a tiny little thing for mm. them, you mm. know. And um, but yeah, the time, uh, the support. They even came to the fundraiser here yep. at Radio Caram just uh, to support us and the radio station. And yeah, so big shout out to them. It's been yeah, thank you for doing that and and for giving us some really handy tools that we were able to use with our own members as well. Um, what, what else? What about some of the um, – one of the things we, we stumbled across almost by accident was um, Marcus puts our program – because our programs are a combination of um, talk and music, um, we have to put it on a, a platform called Mixcloud, which is a global platform for community radio and podcast and that sort of thing. It's one of the leading platforms. And then we came across just by accident that um, some of the shows were st- uh, were starting to rank or um, on on the top 100 globally, for um, which was a bit of a surprise. And the show that particularly took our um, uh, attention was um, Ian Rogers in episode number 30 and he was speaking on the underrepresentation of men in spiritual work and that rated uh, at the time 8th uh, globally on the mixed cloud mm. community radio uh, rankings which you know, we were chuffed about and and uh, and then we've had a number of other programs that have also uh, rated as well haven't they well they have let's just go back to Ian's for a second that that one I mean I'm not surprised because even the um, the feedback that we had and the responses to everybody to even the, uh, those who listened to the episode the guys in the group mm. it really sparked a lot of interest out of them Absolutely. as to you know Ian really sort of touched on some, some really fundamental spiritual um topics there but it, it really landed with everybody and I'm not surprised here that it landed at, at, at eighth but not that we're really concerned about these ratings as no, such no, no. but and we, we just we, stumbled we upon under, them anyway we don't understand how they got anyway, so, but, yeah, but the other one that was uh, really quite significant was Pearl Rogers talking on men's health and andropause in particular and that was um, a really uh, great response to that one as well do you know that I refer to that episode often with a lot of the guys that I work with one on one I will send them off and listen to this episode about andropause Pause. Mm. It, it, it's, it's going to be one of those sort of evergreen episodes that you can say, listen to this. Yeah. This is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that the um, uh, when you've got people on the show that really know what they're talking about, Steve, <laughs> as, a fuss, <laughs> as opposed to us sort of banging on. Well, that's why we're hosts <laughs> and they're guests. <laughs> we have Dad really, to choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when we have really, um, really knowledgeable and um, 
people of the ilk of uh, Ian and Pearl. And we had, what, Michael D and Sonia and Leonie and um, uh, Liz Blake, Andrew Adams. We've had a, a range of people on. And when we get guests on, um, we get uh, a very good reaction. So it's it's great that they've been able to bring their wisdom to us and we really very, very much appreciate everyone's contribution over the year. Steve, I'm just conscious that we're running out of time, mate. You know, I'm probably not going to hear that that phrase now for several months, mate. <laughs> running out of time. If we always think, how, much, gonna miss how, that. how can we how can we uh, fill the the hour and then we, I know then we, get we to always the end worry we think, about that, don't we? And yeah. then we're just rushing. Could, well, can I just um, just share a couple of things? Just um, uh, information and links about. Uh, unless you've got anything else you want to add on the, the radio show side of things. No, just to thank you to all of the guests, every yep. single one. And we've um, pinned on our Facebook page, we've yep. actually pinned a post there that has everybody's episodes. You can look them up quite easily and have a listen. But to every single person who has been on this show, thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts. Absolutely. Um, okay, the, 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 the uh, Facebook page is at Men With Spirit, so check that out. And uh, as Steve says, we can you can access all of the um, uh, podcasts broadcast from there you can also email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au and we've got a um, in Frankston we've got a, uh, a final Christmas sort of celebration on the uh, Monday the 5th of December and um, anyone that's been associated with Men With Spirit the radio show or the, the groups uh, more than welcome to come along um, just contact us for the details and we're happy to provide that um Another big thank you as well as all of our guests and the men in the group, TV Results, Radio Caram, and particularly thank you to Marcus Mulcahy, the uh, station manager who does an absolutely fantastic job. Oh, he, he's incredible. He's, yes. a, he's a legend. He really is a legend. You yeah. know, that, that, that he deserves that moniker. He is a legend. And he yeah. puts up with a lot of our questions and <laughs> seems very accommodating for all of the changes that we, and, and, well, we need. And, and he's... You know, trained us on how to how to yeah. operate the studio and do all this stuff, and what he's achieved is absolutely fantastic. Yes. And, he, yeah. and during the year, he was uh, awarded the, a life membership of Radio Karen, which I thought was well deserved, very, very much deserved. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Before we do that, I yeah. want to say thank you to you, Peter, and like, thank you to you. Yeah, it's like it's been it's been a it's been a ride, and in Ian's words, it's been a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> thank has, you, mate. Thank you very much. Um, until, until next time, be true to yourself and have a great Christmas, everyone. And we'll see yes. you in 2023. And we're going to finish up with a song called A Spaceman Came Travelling. And it's by Chris DeBerg. And uh, it's um, a Christmas song. And it references our connection to the greater universe. And it's very much a message of hope. So on that score, we'll um, say uh, all the best for Christmas and see you next year. Merry Christmas, everyone.